Welcome to Real Estate Agent Superstars. I'm your host, RJ Baxter with Intercap Lending, and we have an awesome guest with us today. We have Jason Gray, the mayor of Castle Rock, and he was gracious enough to spend some time with us talking about the Castle Rock community and some real estate related uh, issues going on. So welcome to the podcast, Jason. Excited to have no, you. No, thanks for having me. And uh, my thanks goes to Paul Donahue, former mayor who uh, reached out to you and you reached out to him. So that's nice. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us a little bit more about yourself. How did you get started in government? You know, it, I would say the government part was kind of by accident. In, as far as getting involved in town was on purpose. I uh, moved from Alaska in 1998, early 1998. Um, did, okay. I knew I was going to do a coffee shop somewhere, roastery somewhere, and started doing my research and um, decided to open a, a shop in Castle Rock, Colorado in 1999. It opened up January 26, 1999. Um, so we're going to celebrate our, hopefully our 25th anniversary this next year. And um, right away, I wanted to be involved in downtown. So I, um, I joined the Chamber of Commerce and different downtown merchants organizations and um, soon became the the uh, a board the board member of the the chamber for seven years. Um, went from there to um, the economic development council as well as um, the downtown merchants association. I was the president for five years of that, um, and then a couple other organizations as well. And then um, <clears throat> the town of Castle Rock um, back in two thousand and seventeen, I believe, uh, voted to have their first. Um, uh, what they call it, they call it a voted on mayor. Before myself, um, the mayor was actually picked by town council. Oh, they picked one of their own to be town council. So when Paul was uh, Donahue was the mayor, they picked him to be uh, town council uh, mayor, and he did a fantastic job. Um, but that, so I'm the first um, voted on mayor by the public. Okay, awesome. And you became mayor in is it 2018? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then reelected in twenty two. Yeah, I um, um, I won by a, an astounding fifty seven votes in two thousand eighteen. There was 34,000 wow. 34, votes cast. I won by fifty seven. And then, no fortunately, this year I um, had no opponent. This year, so it was nice. Okay, so you won by a win. Yeah, about thirty five thousand votes. <laughs> okay, nice, nice. And what's the name? By the way, what's the name of your um, coffee? Oh, it's Crowfoot Valley Coffee. So we're okay. a local roaster as well as retail and wholesale. Okay, nice. I'll be sure to check that Thanks. out. Thanks. So, um, so why mayor? I mean, you were involved in government. Why did you decide to actually run for mayor? You know, um, I one of my close friends was on the council, Jason Bauer, a good friend of mine. He was a, owns a music store in town. Um, you know, I think being a small business owner in town, I, most of my friends are small business owners, and and so I reached out to Jason Bauer and I said, "Gosh, you, you should run for mayor." And, um, and he said, no, I can't do it. My kids are at an age where I need to be at home more. And, and he said, oh, you should run for mayor. And, and I was like, I don't think I want to run for mayor. And I think a day later, the current mayor, Jen Green, um, called me up and said, I, I heard you're running for mayor. And I was like, no, not me. And a few days later, I got a call from another council person who said, hey, I heard you're running for mayor. And I know not me. And along the, down the line, and next thing you know, I was running for mayor. <laughs> That's awesome. So, so, um, how has the journey been? You know, it's, it's had its ups and downs. I think without COVID, it would have been a little easier. Um, oh, yeah. um, you know, I, I, I like to believe that I was the person for the job. Um, I had a wife who was going through cancer right in the middle of COVID. Um, she was diagnosed in September, 2019, um, had surgery in February of 2020. 
And then I couldn't, I couldn't even go to the hospital, right? I just sit in the parking lot while she was having chemo and radiation. And, and so it was agonizing, but I had to, you know, keep her safe and keep my family safe. At the same time, I had uh, two retail shops and a wholesale company that I needed to try to keep from, from uh, sinking. And so I thought I, as a business person who wanted to save his business and as a husband and father who wanted to save, save his family, I really thought I saw, I saw both sides of it. You know, I saw the dangers of it with my family, but I also saw the dangers of how, how it really brutalized businesses. Yeah. How did, how did Castle Rock deal with that? And how did you, <clears throat> you know, we were really lucky. We, we were the first um, uh, town or city on the front range to do business grants. Um, so we did business grants um, about three months before we even knew we we're going to get ARPA funds. Uh, so uh, since I'm business centric and a couple of people on, on the, on the council were pretty business centric. We, when we were getting crushed, um, when our friends and family were getting crushed, uh, we did, uh, $10,000, um, uh, business grants three times in the town of Castle Rock. Um, and then fortunately the Douglas County followed suit and they did the same. And then we were fortunate enough to get reimbursed most of that money through ARPA funds, but we had no intention of getting reimbursed. We, we, we didn't care. We wanted to make sure our businesses, knew that the town of Castle Rock cared. And we were the first one to do that on the front range. Um, and several other towns and, and cities followed suit. That's awesome. So did most businesses manage to stay afloat in Castle Rock? <clears throat> we had an 86% success rate, um, which is actually up about typical for a three year, any three year period. So we, we took 2020 through, through now. Um, and you know, it's, uh, it's about what, what would be re- even without COVID. So 15% is, is about um, typical for three years. Okay. I was going to say a certain number of businesses fail no matter what the economic. Exactly. Is. And that's about the same numbers. And we were really fortunate. I mean, there were a lot of other places, you know, Denver included, just got crushed and hasn't really um, recovered the way they thought they would. Um, we're pretty, we're pretty fortunate. Yeah. Well, it's Castle Rock is such a thriving area that's growing so fast. What, what other challenges are you having um, up till now? I mean, what kind of uh, current challenges are, is Castle Rock? Having? Yeah, if you want to back up a little bit. So when, um, we, um, up until May of 2022, we were doing about 100 um, uh, single family home permits a month. So three a day, okay. three a day for about three or four years. Um, so we were one of the fastest growing communities on the front range. Um, since May of 2022, um, we're down 65%. Um, okay, wow. Yeah, so we're, we're pulling somewhere between 30 and 40 permits a month now, uh, which is still, um, I would say, unfortunately or fortunately, the um, we're still kind of leaders in the market on that. I mean, they're, they're, most towns and cities are doing you know 20 or 25. Um, okay, I was going to ask what a typical city would yeah. be. Like. What about... What about places like Aurora that are expanding so fast east? The, they're still expanding really fast, but, but they're having the same downturn as everybody is on the, on the front range. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that, that there's been a lot of consternation about how fast we're growing. Um, there's you know, a lot of people who are pretty upset with it. You know, I think we're going too fast. Um, you know, all of our, almost all, like 99% of our entitlements were done before the year 2000. You know, so most of our, our, our growth is entitled growth or, growth with contracts or, you know, planned communities for that matter. Uh-huh. 
So I don't know what that means. What what are entitlements? So entitlement, I'll give an example. We have a local community here called In the Meadows. Um, in 1984, um, CRDC, uh, Castle Rock Development Company, bought that land and had a contract, or what we call them a fancy word for entitlement, um, for 10,000 homes. And so they had a contract to build 10,000 homes, and um, they were going to fulfill that contract. And same with any kind of planned community will usually have some kind of contract with a town or entitlement with a town in order to build their area. Does that make sense? Totally, okay. 100%. So are, are more of these types of entitlements being granted today, or is it is there kind of a halt on There's kind of a halt on it. I mean, we, we, we have so many entitlements um, that we still need to do that we, we haven't really done many entitlements in the last, gosh, you know, 20 years almost. And so we're still we're still working on our on our contracts and on our entitlements. So how many homes are still scheduled to be built based on those existing? Oh, I think we have about ten thousand total. We just um, there's um, Dawson Trails, which is about forty nine hundred homes, and then probably scattered about um, we call them infills, uh, probably another another five thousand or so. Um, and that's probably over the next forty years. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of people. It is right now. The prediction, I mean, for a while there, the prediction was about one hundred fifty-five thousand. Um, now the prediction is probably closer to one twenty to one thirty. Okay, additional or that'd be the total. Total, total. That's a total. Okay, how much is the population right now? Eighty-five. So eighty-five thousand. I moved here in nineteen ninety-eight. It was like right around fifteen thousand five hundred. Okay, fifteen. Fifteen. One one five. Oh wow! So you've seen a lot yeah. of change. Yeah. How, how is, how are, how is the Castle Rock community dealing with this growth and how are you dealing with it as mayor? It's both. I mean, I think that a lot of people love the amenities, right? I mean, uh, the hospital doesn't come here unless we have a, a growing community. You know, the college doesn't come here unless we have a growing community. Um, we don't have, uh, you know, 3000 acres of open space and many, many parks if we don't have a growing community. I think that, I think a lot of people like the amenities, but maybe don't understand why we have all the amenities. Right. You know, yeah. More population brings that stuff. Yeah. I mean, I had a discussion with a gentleman in the hospital in December who brought his wife in for a heart attack. They saved her. Um, and then we, him and I were talking. Unfortunately, my mother was in the hospital and and uh, we were talking for a little bit. And he and the gentleman said, you know, I, I really love um, Castle Rock. But I don't love the growth. And I said, but you realize you're in a hospital that's only here because of the growth. And it kind of, right. you know, the light bulb kind of went on, right? And he's like, oh, you know, I, I, you know, I didn't really think about it that way, you know, because, you know, right. otherwise the hospital doesn't come and, and, at all. I mean, I'm a, a you know, proud recipient of, of, the, of the, the hospital because, you know, it saved my mom's and dad's lives probably three or four times before they unfortunately passed away recently. Um, but they, they say they literally saved my mom and dad's life by, by not having to go north into Denver. Yeah, I mean, just that extra twenty five exactly cost them their lives. Yeah, for sure. So, so along with all this growth and all these industries and all these businesses comes, you know, people having to come in to work in these businesses. How, and a lot of these people may not be able to afford housing in Castle Rock because it's more expensive there. How is the Castle Rock community? How are you guys dealing with the affordable housing issue? You know, uh, affordable housing. We've really concentrated on senior affordable housing in Castle Rock. Um, you know, okay. recently that, that, that bill 213 recently got killed in the Senate. Um, you know, we came out against it, I think mostly because we were already doing all the things the governor asked us to do. 
You know, we were already doing multifamily. We're already doing single family. We're already doing ADUs. We're already already doing senior living. We're already doing affordable housing. So I think that it was a little frustrating uh, for us and other municipalities on the front range is for, for um, the Senate or the Congress or and the House and, and the governor to say, you guys got to do this. I'm like, we're already doing it. You know, there, there are communities out there who aren't doing it. Um, but we shouldn't be penalized for 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 what we were doing. We were already doing the things that he had already asked us to do. Gotcha. Okay. So, is it? Do you think it's sufficient to help support those people, or are a lot of people commuting in from Colorado Springs or Denver? It's a little bit of both. I think I think we we need to help our community a little better. I think we we have um, you know a lot of hourly jobs and lower income jobs in Castle Rock that need a little help. Um, and at the same time, um, there's, we're seeing a lot of people. Um, drive into Castle Rock and 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 do their job here. So it's a little bit of both for sure. I think that we, as a rule, we've concentrated on uh, senior affordability. I, I think we we need to look at more of our um, our younger people of, of affordability as well. Yeah, is there a pretty big young population in Castle Rock and the surrounding areas? No, not as young. I mean, like I think that forever, you know, the it hasn't been like a, a fun place for younger generation. Um, but we're getting there. I mean, you know, downtown is 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 busy and booming, and so our what we're seeing is we're seeing a um, a younger population, say twenties to twenty five, twenty thirty years old, coming into town, or or even not leaving um, Castle Rock as they get older. Um, but we're but our senior population is booming as well. I mean, that's that's our fastest growing population is our seniors. Yeah, well, I can see why then you're focusing on housing for those. Yeah, folks, or more so. Yep. on that, that population. So, well, a really hot topic right now in real estate is rent control. And um, there was a, I think there was a, a proposition in Denver that was recently voted down uh, to have rent control put in place. Is there anything in the plans for Castle Rock and how do you feel about rent control? Zero. I mean, there's, there, there's, there's no chance of it happening in Castle Rock. I shouldn't say no chance. I can't see it happening um, in Castle Rock, at least for foreseeable future. Um, you know, I think for the most part, we like the marketplace to to do itself. Um, you know, I I don't think that's something that we want to try to manipulate. Um, I mean, it's hard enough to watch the federal government manipulate, you know, interest rates, and um, and so we don't want to we don't want to put put our thumb on that. I don't, I don't think so right now, at least. Um, I can't see us doing it in the future, but you know, who knows when I'm out of office some days? You know, maybe the town will change its mind. But right now, I don't think anybody in the council even wants to discuss it. Yeah, it's understandable. What percentage of housing in your area is rental properties as opposed to primary residences? Do you know approximately? I don't know, but I, but I, I just I know the majority is is, is primary. Um, okay, I, I would think. Yeah, most primary. So a lot of the jurisdictions um, north of us, um, you know, Lone Tree, Parker, and others um, have really kind of um, try to stop rental properties and ADUs. And that kind of thing, um, and we really haven't. We um, we're a, a big personal property town, and you know, if you have a, a property and you're allowed to do something on it, you know, if if your HOA allows you, or if you don't have an HOA at all, um, then we want we want to uh, let you do what you do in your property. Um, most of our town, we have about eighty five percent HOAs and and a town of Castle Rock, and most of those HOAs you're not allowed to do um, ADUs, but some you can. Um, and some people take advantage of that. Our downtown Castle Rock, uh, that's, that's where we see the most ADUs um, in Castle Rock. I think we have around 100 licensed ADUs in Castle Rock. Okay. 
And what can people do with ADUs? Can they short-term rental them? Do they have to live in the property, the, the main property as their primary residence? They can live in either one as their primary, but they have to live in, in, in one of the properties for at least six months of the year. So they can live in the ADU or their mother-in-law, uh, or they can live in the, in the main primary one. It doesn't matter which one, but they have to do it. I think it's 190 days. Okay, gotcha. So do you see, um, what, what do you see for real estate in your areas? Or just, do you see a lot of demand happening right now? Is it an area that's um, where there's a lot of people trying to move in? I mean, above and beyond the type of building that's going on. Well, that's a good question, RJ. I, I, it's, it's surprising to me because since we have such a low um, permits right now, I thought that, that maybe we'd, there'd be less um, real estate action. But I talked to a, a good friend of mine who's a real estate agent on Tuesday, and he said that he's still getting about three to four days um, on the market, and he's getting and he hasn't had one uh, property this year that he's sold um, for under. What what the, what they're asking? Yeah, we're, well, we're definitely seeing in the Denver metro area. Right? Yeah, and he got, and he, he was surprised. He said he's been pleasantly surprised that um, there's not as much homes on the market, but the ones that are on the market are going for for the for the price, or they're going above above price. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a hot market. So with all of this growth happening, how how is Castle Rock dealing with the infrastructure side of things, like? I-25 getting more clogged up. I mean, I think that construction just ended as far as expanding I-25, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, the GAP project has has completed about, I mean, it completed about a year ago, and then they finished all the um, the animal crossings and that kind of thing this last year. Um, you know, it's something we're still working on. We, I was on, I was fortunate enough to be um, in the year 2000 on the, on the 2020 committee, um, and we knew it was coming. I mean, everybody knew it was coming. Uh, and so we were able to plan for it for the most part. I mean, the the interchange is uh, there's some there's some clogging on the interchange for sure. We're gonna break ground on our uh, fifth um, interchange in June. That's in Crystal Valley Ranch. It's about a mile south of our Plum Creek interchange. Okay. Um, that's that'll be our biggest project to date. It's about 126 million dollars, um, and we break. It's a two year build. Um, we break we break ground in June. We're hoping to be in done in June of 2025. Okay. Now I I don't understand how government works. How is that paid for? How do you pay this 125 million? Is it all on Castle Rock or is some state of Colorado or federal? It's a it's a little bit of everything. So we we applied for every grant possible and and got help from whoever would help us. Um, the county is probably our big our be, biggest and best partner. Um, you know they're they're committed to help helping us out. They haven't got a, a final number on how much they're going to help help us out, but it's it's plus or minus twenty mil, twenty million dollars. Um, then the Castle Rock's going to put plus or minus twenty five million dollars. Um, there's a new uh, development that going in going in that that's on the on the hook for fifty million dollars. And then we got um, some from Dr. Cog in in Colorado, um, nine million I believe. And then we got a, a five million or six million dollar grant from the federal government. Uh, we're still hoping that CDOT will um, put something in. They haven't put anything in yet, but we're we're hopeful that um, they want to help out as well. But but we're committed to doing it. Um, it's gotten to the point where Plum Creek is um, going to fail um, in the next few years because of the congestion and the number. Of exactly. Exactly. Okay, that makes sense. I've heard rumors about another interstate going in out east. Is that 
have you heard anything about this? Are those rumors true that that could happen someday? You know, I've been hearing those rumors for at least ten years, and I haven't seen any any forward uh, play on it at all. So I don't I don't think so. Um, it would probably help, um, you know, for um, like it would it would help towns like Parker, um, Aurora, that kind of thing. Um, I'm not sure how much it it affect Castle Rock, but um, it would be nice. Uh, but but I've heard the um, the price tag is is uh, you know Floyd Hill kind of kind of numbers. Oh, I'm sure. What was the price tag on Floyd Hill? Oh gosh, a billion. I can't remember. It was yeah. I mean, it's 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 way up there. Yeah. You know, when when you say that that one interchange is 125 million, I'd be surprised if it's even a billion. Seems. Yeah, I think I think it's I think it was more than that. I just couldn't. I don't. I don't. I can't remember it offhand, but it it was it was it was a lot more than I think that that um most of the communities want to put many money into. I know the, the state and the federal government would, would, would probably do most of the, um, most of the cost on it. But I, I know that we'd all have to put in some money for, you know, for that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I heard, I've heard rumors that it's uh, potentially they're going to privatize. Oh, really? I hadn't heard yeah, that. I don't, I mean, that, that could just be a urban legend or a rumor. You know, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Um, I heard something about that, but um you know that maybe that's going to be fifty years down the road, but I imagine someday it will happen. Yeah, I mean maybe someday. I mean it's kind of like the Front Range rail system, right? I mean we're going to have it someday, but not in my kid's lifetime. You know. Mm-hmm. Do you see the the entire Front Range growing together, Colorado Springs to Fort Collins? Do you think that'll happen one day? I think it does eventually. I don't see how it doesn't. I mean we're, I think we're fortunate. We're kind of on a, on a weird little island out here. We don't really touch anybody. Um. We're, you know, a mile or so away from Castle Pines and we're, you know, a mile or so away from um, Parker technically. Um, but we don't really touch anybody else. And you know, that's one of the reasons why we have a standalone community. We have our own fire department, we're on our own water department, our own parks and rec, um, our own public works, all of that. Um, it was necessary to kind of do our own thing in Castle Rock. Yeah, yeah. So what what else do you foresee for Castle Rock? Um moving forward what, what could you where could you see castle rock in say 10 or 20 years you know i think our southwest corridors when we broke when we break ground on the um the crystal valley interchange you'll see our southwest corridor i think blow up a little bit um we think it's a 40-year build um but you know we already signed a contract or we didn't but the developer signed a contract with costco um that's going to open in, in two years uh maybe a, I mean, a week or two after the interstate is built. So it's gonna that would be the first thing open on that southwest corridor, um, and then there's several other. Um, that, go ahead. In the new interchange there. You exactly. Mean? Crystal. We call it CVI or Crystal Valley Interchange. Um, so that that's Costco is going to open up right there in two years on the west side of the highway. Okay. Yeah. Now, is there another Costco in your area? Is there the nearest one, one is Lone Tree and Parker. Okay. Well, that'll be a nice amenity. Yeah, I mean, we uh, Costco, you know, does all their numbers, and they they, they figure there's about thirty thousand residents that have already have memberships. Okay, and so, gotcha. how we look at it, you know, being kind of selfish, is that's thirty thousand people who are spending money in Lone Tree or Parker, and when they can be spending it here. Okay. Okay. Well, do you think so? Th- I mean, this has been a lot of great insights, and I really appreciate your time. Do you think you're going to um, will you run again? Do they cap the number of terms that you? Do as a as a mayor. I'm capped, so I, I I just my my second and last and my last uh, term. Okay. Okay. Is there a 
particular person that could possibly be your successor? Oh, geez, I think there's a lot. I don't know any anybody offhand, but I mean, I think it's going to be a crowded race. Okay. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's it's four years away, so it's 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 uh, it, who knows how it's going to shake out. But I mean, I have a lot of good council members around me and a lot of good citizens and that are already involved in the community. So I'm sure it's in good hands once I go. Yeah. Yeah. So what does a day in the life of a mayor look like? I don't know what you actually do on a day-to-day basis. You're surely not doing podcasts. All day. No, it depends on, it depends on the day. Um, you know, yesterday, you know, I worked in the morning I, uh, at, at the coffee shop until about 10 or so. And then I had uh, meetings uh, with um, the town manager and the uh, rec the, the rec center director, uh, parks and rec director. After that, and then I had uh, board and commissions interviews until ten o'clock last night. And then wow. that was that was on Tuesday and Wednesday, almost the exact same thing. And then the today, this morning, I, I worked until eight thirty. Had Douglas County um, homeless initiative at nine o'clock. Met with Douglas County aging at eleven. Um, right before this interview, I had a meeting with Downtown Merchants Association and a Downtown Development Authority, and then actually left that meeting early to come here. Wow. So you definitely stay busy. Yeah. I mean, the town manager has, we've had several meetings over the last four years about saying no, and uh, I haven't been able to do it. Um, yeah. 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 Well, you're a, a busy guy, and again, I Definitely appreciate your time, spending some time with us here. Any other parting thoughts on the real estate market specifically in your area? You know, I'd say it's it's still strong in the real estate market, and, and, and including Castle Rock. I think that we've hit a, and we're hoping that we've kind of hit a low. Um, we're hoping that, you know, the, when the Fed's, you know, change the interest rates, hopefully in the next six months to a year, um, things will bounce back on, on, the, on the building front. I think that what people, a lot of people, my constituents, a lot of them don't understand is, you know, we're, we're down 35, I'm sorry, we're down 60 to 65% on our, on our building. And that building pays for our roads. And that, was, that, build, that development pays for our fire and police and, and our open space. And so I get that sometimes, you know, traffic can, can be rough and it's, and it's tough to, to see that kind of thing. Um, but I, I encourage people, whether it's in Castle Rock or other communities on the front range, to try to see the amenities. You know, what, what are the goods of it? I get, I get the overcrowding can be hard and traffic can be difficult, you know, especially if they are, you know, if you're, if you're on the highway, on I-25 for, you know, 25, 30, 45 minutes, and then you get off the highway and then you have more traffic in your community. And that, that can be frustrating. Um, but again, I, I look at, you know, we have amazing parks in Castle Rock. We have amazing open space. we got a, you know, a top-notch hospital and our college is growing. Um, and so I, that's why I try to lean myself into. Awesome. Well, well, thank you for all those insights. And, and again, really appreciate your time, Jason. It's, this has been an awesome insight into the Castle Rock area. Thanks, RJ. Make sure you give me a holler if you need. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Well, thank you for everyone for listening to the show today. If you found value in this, please share it with other people that you know so the word gets out and consider leaving us a five-star review. Once again, my name is RJ Baxter, Intercap Lending, and thank you again for, for listening.